Hello wanna... and welcome back. Just don't ruin my interruption. Don't ruin my. All right, that's it for the. That's it for this week. Because <laughs> next time. God, you scared the Hello, shit out of welcome me. Welcome back to another episode of <laughs> Key One Hundred with Dakota and Chorzy. I'm Dakota, and I'm Chorzy. Do it again. <laughs> God, you, you, my heart, it, it flubber. <laughs> Do you like when I ask you a question and then immediately start talking as soon as the countdown's over? <laughs> so the countdown's Shit. four. You got six seconds to answer the question. <laughs> After that, but I'm I going. started on eight. <laughs> like, I was trying to give you extra time. <laughs> hey, I'm not, Shit. I'm not the boss of this. All right. My heart is talk. still racing. Okay, do your intro again. Try it again. From the top? Right. Yes, yeah, from the top. I mean, we're going to leave this all in, but... So this intro three times. Why are you breathing like that? Jesus. Did you just eat Hello, three double stop. Whoppers with cheese? Did you do the intro or not? Did you do the intro no. or not? <laughs> we cannot... Look, it has been two minutes already, and we haven't even given the intro. This is worse than last week, yes, bro. Yes, I have. I've said it twice. You have not. Yes, I have. Run it back. Run the tape back. <laughs> That's me reversing. <laughs> All right, we're starting now. Starting now for real. Welcome back to another episode of Keep One Hundred with Dakota and Chorsey. I'm Dakota, and I'm Chorsey. And today we are going to talk about how Chorsey beats me. <laughs> I mean, okay. So funny story about that. Uh, <laughs> You're probably like, where the fuck is this going? Because I have no I recollection was, of this. I was like, I am interested in where he's going with this. Okay, so this is a shout out to Jeremy Clark. Uh, this was one of the thespians in my high school uh, theater group. Um, so I always played like the bad guy in all of my high school shows. Um, so like I did Guys and Dolls and I was Big Jewels. Uh, we did a show called Cahoots, which is like this weird murder mystery show. And... Um, in it i am accused of like being gay and so <laughs> like the show starts off with me breaking into this house and like sneaking around and looking at all this stuff and then i climb into this chest and the two wives are talking about me being gay including my own wife until i literally like erupt out of this closet <laughs> and i'm upset Quite literally yeah right um but so Jeremy Clark, who I've I've done like three different shows with, we did Beauty and the Bees, we did Cahoots, and we did Guys and Girls together. He was always like my counterpoint, and he's always the one I had to like physically assault at some point during our shows. I don't know why I was always just beating on this kid, and so for <laughs> years, like my dad had this running joke was like, "You are always manhandling this specific individual." His name was Jeremy Clark, and I was like, "No, Dad, I promise I'm not. Like it's just acting. It just it looks very real." And he's very, like he's he's scrawny. Like John, like Jeremy was a, a scrawny little dude, and like like soaking wet, he was maybe eighty five pounds type of deal. Oh my like, he God. was just he probably like he was it. tall, but he was scrawny. I no no. I mean. I mean, I don't know. He's a sweet guy, though. But I, I feel bad because, like, my my parents' viewpoint of him was always, "This is the boy that my parent that my son assaults for shows, <laughs> per, like professionally. That's just what he does. He just beats the living crap out this guy." Um, Imagine being known as the guy that, like, like that's how someone knows you secondhand. Oh, this one guy I know just beats the shit out of you all the time, and you just take it. <laughs> that's your the only image of you in my brain. And it's like, no, because oh. he's actually a fantastic actor. And I love doing shows with him. Although the one time, bro, we were doing Cahoots. And so, like, I die during the show. If you ever read Cahoots. Spoiler. Uh, if you have not read Cahoots, you should read it. It's a funny little five-person play. Uh, but at one point, you know, he and I and our wives are sitting at the table. And he gets really angry at me for some reason. So he strikes me upside the head with a, a pepper grinder, like an old-fashioned, like, wooden pepper yeah. grinder. So there's a club. And bro, there was a rehearsal. Yeah, he clubbed the fuck out of me. And I played it off, but like <laughs> the look in my eye was like just a pure pain. And luckily our director noticed it happened. And so she like she cut us pretty quickly. And I was just like, that hurt. <laughs> like luckily I wasn't bleeding, but like he he whacked the fuck out of me. And I was like, Damn. I've had this coming for years. That's fair. <laughs> 
This one's just been building with them. He's like, nah, I gotta get one off on him. I mean, to be fair, Albert fucking stabbed me during One Man, Two Governors. So, like... Huh? <laughs> that was... Yeah, you remember... The, <laughs> I was looking at my Tinder profile, because my Tinder profile is actually of he and I during the knife scene, when we're, mm-hmm. like, swiping at each other. Um, yeah, during one of the... Like, we were doing the... What the fuck is that called when you, like, pretend to fight before the performance? <laughs> you know fight what I'm talking about? Yeah, the fight <laughs> You said the I, I feel like I've forgotten all the theater because I haven't done it for so long. <laughs> Me too, honestly. Um, but yeah, we were doing a fight call, and he he went to go shank me, and uh, and he did. It was a little poke. It wasn't like a whole lot. Like it didn't it didn't even break the skin or anything like that. But it was enough to where like we both immediately broke and then panicked about doing the scene that night because he was so nervous bless you albert i love you so much and it was okay but like he started getting really nervous and i was nervous i was like i don't want to die on stage <laughs> you'd, be, like, you'd be an osu theater legend though you like four out of ten no bro. i wouldn't <laughs> as much shit as some of those professors talked about oh you you gonna get your degree you gonna finally get your degree it's like bitch fuck you anyway uh, <laughs> maybe i should talk to my therapist about that because that just came out too quickly <laughs> that was like that wasn't even part of the story <laughs> I was like, that was just a stray. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, so I got stabbed because of OSU Theater. That, that's fun. <laughs> Poor that's Albert. That's not what I thought it was fine. I promise. No. I don't remember what we were talking about, actually. We're seven this episode. I, don't, I have no idea where we're going. Um, are you okay? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you Okay. Oh, I'm good. Sometimes you got to get slot. That's what it was. That's what we're talking about. It's it's the Will Smith bullshit. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know go. how we got here, though. Hey, we found the episode, you know, seven minutes in. To be fair, I, <laughs> Nick texted me uh, when last week's episode dropped and was like, I'm so glad that you remember the Tesla story because I was going to text you and ask you how it ended. <laughs> and I was like, hey, we got we- there. If we never ended the ep- we never talked about it on the episode. <laughs> just started the story. <laughs> and we just answer it like two episodes later. <laughs> By the way, some of you may have been wondering, or some of you have asked about the Tesla story. This is how it ended. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So today's topic, this week's topic, is all about, honestly, one of my favorite actors of all time. And uh, it doesn't change because of this fact, personally. A lot of people want to cancel him, but, you know, this is interesting. So everyone's very, very upset about this whole Will Smith and Chris Rock debacle. For those of you who don't know, I'm sure I'll put a link in the description somewhere we can watch Will Smith smacking the fuck out of Chris Rock. Honestly, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> How, like, I don't understand why people are so mad about it. Like, I get it, I guess. But how amazing that is, like, for the ratings, too, that's good for the Oscars. Everyone's saying, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. so bad. It's good for both their careers because people are going to ask them about it, you know? It's great for everyone involved. It's funny. So, he, here's my deal. Because um, I've been purposely reading a lot of think pieces, um, which has been very fascinating. Because there's a lot of people who feel like they're qualified to psychoanalyze the situation both what happened on screen and what has been happening off screen for the past year. And so a lot of people have given themselves these credentials of being able to psychoanalyze the relationship between Will and Jada and the relationship between Will and Chris and what this means and why this came to a boiling point. And at the end of the day, uh, like 2% of you are actually qualified to talk about this shit. So the other of you should really just shut the fuck up. I really don't care. Your opinion doesn't matter. It's not valid. Your feelings are not valid. I don't give a fuck how you feel. And also, (laughs) (laughs) no, I, on a somewhat serious note, none of you understand the feelings of any of those three people. You do not have the fame or recognition that they have so you don't have the societal pressures of always being in a limelight and none of you understands what that relationship is because that relationship only exists between Will and Chris and Will and Jada if you are basing your moral moral upbringing or moral identity based off of what you see celebrities do 
then you have already failed. <laughs> if your whole idea of how you should conduct yourself is based off of what you see celebrities do, then I have a problem. And honestly, you should probably be annihilated because you do not deserve <laughs> to exist. I just, I don't understand people talking about, well, my kids are watching this and he's not setting a good precedent for his kids. Is he your father? Did he stick his dick in you and impregnate you? No. Then his job is not to raise your kids. I don't know why you think television and, and movies and TV shows should be the way that kids learn their moral upbringing. That should come from you, sir or ma'am or person. That's how that works. Also, like, how impressionable are your kids and what age are they that seeing someone slap someone else at the Oscars is will impact their development? That they're going to realize, oh, that's how I should act. Like, that is absolutely, absolutely insane. The worst part of it is, and I'm sure you can attest to this, the video games and TV shows that I watched growing as a kid were so much worse. <laughs> yes. yes. So much worse. When I think about the Grand Theft Autos, I think about the Boondocks, I think about the Family Guys, right? This is the shit that I did watch growing as a, growing up as a kid, or I didn't play Grand Theft Auto because my parents didn't really allow it, and I didn't like it once I became of age to play it. But, like, I know your children participate in much, much worse. I've heard the way they cuss and the way they talk to each other. So you thought, what, this one slap? I see the way some of you beat each other at home. You really think? And I'm not saying that as a joke. I literally see how some of you conduct yourselves in your relationships at home in front of your kids. The way you vocally abuse each other and sometimes physically abuse each other. So how dare you sit there and criticize what you see on TV but not take a look at what you're doing in your home actions in front of your kids? Yeah, like is where the celebrity is going to ruin your kid's childhood or is it the fact that you drink around them? Like which one's going to do it? Like, oh... And it's just, it has been so frustrating because like for the past couple of days, my social media has been obviously nothing but this slap heard around the world and this one specific incident. And especially to the black people who have specifically been weaponizing this incident to say that Will Smith is an embarrassment to the black community. Jesus fucking Christ. How dare you? How dare you put that amount of pressure to represent the entire community on one person. <laughs> How fucking dare you sit there and say that he is an embarrassment to the black community? Like, and I think I'm a sp- I am personally a little triggered by that statement because of what happened to me during standing on ceremony. So like the idea of putting one person on a pedestal to represent an entire community is just so ass backwards and it's so fucked up because it doesn't allow for the human experience it doesn't allow for growth it it requires perfection which is unattainable because we are human so you're setting up this person to fail in your head over an agreement that they did not consent to like I don't understand and out of all the things that could happen I'm not saying that we should condone violence by any means. But like Janet Jackson and her titty coming out on stage, was that an embarrassment to the black community? You know what I mean? Like there's just there's there's like there's all of we are human. <laughs> so not one person or one experience or one incident represents who we are as a people. So mm-hmm. stop saying this shit. And we have to stop doing this against ourselves. It's just not okay. It is not okay. You are perfectly fine to sit there and criticize as much as you want. Although, again, some of you really shouldn't have a vocal platform to criticize because I know what you do behind closed doors. So, like, you really don't have room to talk. But I'm going to let you pretend like you have the room to talk. But stop putting these celebrities on these pedestals of the ultimate, like, this is the representative of the gay community. This is the representative of the black community. Like, it, it's so stupid. It's so asinine to do that. It's fucked up, really. Yeah. 
And yes, I'm I mean, still watch Will Smith movies. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> Did you see the video of people like um, photoshopping his character from Shark Tale? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the zebra. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my Man. goodness. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue with social media and we, seeing everybody's takes on this is that we know too much about people we don't know because of social media. Like, the fact that I can just, like, read some stranger's opinion and get mad is definitely not good for my mental health. Like, I think it's been proven that, that social media is bad for most people's mental health. Um, but, hey, I'm never going to stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. No Can't regrets. Stop. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and that's the thing, because I find funny shit on it. So I got to It's good for my mental health in that sense. <laughs> yeah, Sunday night, with when the jokes were coming out, it was great. But that's when all those think pieces came out mm-hmm. that it was absolutely insane. Or like Judd Apatow was like, uh, he could have died <laughs> from the one slap. It was absolutely insane. Oh, because someone compared it, compared it to... If he had slept Betty White. <laughs> so dumb. It's like, oh, yeah. well, what if this situation I made up in my head happened instead? What about that? It's like, could you imagine what Betty White would have had to say to get Will Smith to slap him, slap her? Like, it's such a stupid ass argument. Like, people, people are just so, so dumb. To be fair, Betty White would have slapped his ass back. Yeah, true. <laughs> Like Betty ain't no bitch. I don't give a fuck anyway. Bro, and I'm just imagining Will Smith stopping Betty White so far, so hard she falls. <laughs> like, it's like, funny. It is funny. It's, it's still be funny, funny if that happened. It'd be fucked yeah. up. It'd be more fucked up, but it'd still be funny. Bro, and the other person I saw them comparing it to was if it was Bob Saget because he recently passed away. Yeah, and I'm like. It's just dumb These are not related incidents. You're just you're using celebrity experiences to create clout. You are no better than Perez Hilton, who I think is the most mm. vile, disgusting person on the earth. I think this he's not a person. He doesn't deserve the title to, of a person. He is trash. He is less than trash. I really do wish God would smite him. If oh I if God gave me one one person that I could rid of in this world, not only of their existence, but their effects, it would 100% be Perez Hilton. He does not deserve to live. He does so not. so funny considering our current like, social political climate that like the world will be looking to you. Like, who's he? oh my God, he's going to remove like Trump and his effect. He's going to kill Putin. And then Alpha, you're like, you in the back, Perez Hilton, gone. <laughs> So I do. I get it. I, it's just funny. <laughs> oh, it's like there's a joke on the office where Michael's like, if I was stuck in a room with Hitler and Saddam Hussein and Toby and I had a gun with two bullets, I'd shoot Toby twice. <laughs> That's you with Press Hilton. <laughs> I just I I I genuinely think Perez Hilton is worse than Trump. I think Perez Hilton is worse <laughs> than Putin. I do. I think this man needs to die. I genuinely do. I will crip walk on his grave. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Hey, hey. <laughs> like I am. Oh, I I think this is the the most toxic man to ever exist. You heard it here, folks, y'all. Hashtag cancel Perez Hilton. <laughs> Hashtag cancel his life. Now, don't go out trying to kill him. I can't wait. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back from this one. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. And we're back, bitches. I'm sorry. You're not bitches. You're, you're lovely people. I just Some hate Perez Hilton. Bitches, though. We talked about this on the break, bro. We got to get off that. I mean, if you want to be a nasty bitch, then that's fine. Look, all I'm saying is Perez Hilton offers nothing to society that is useful or healthy. That thing 
is a succubus. Oh my god. And a leech. And we should exterminate succubi and leeches and leeches. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> Not it. You were on roll. <laughs> like, you, you can't have, like, this evil villain speech and then just, like, not say a real word. I, I can because I very much take out their Megamind. <laughs> no, like, if fair. I were a villain, just that's who I would be. <laughs> leeches. Leeches. <laughs> I, to this day... At least once a month, I giggle thinking about in Megamind when he finally takes over and like he's in charge of what is it, Metropolis, some shit like that. And it's like the different views of like the city and like the tumbleweeds are kind of rolling in the city and all that. And he has the No You Can't yeah. <laughs> posters. Yeah. It is so iconic to me. And it's. There is no reason for it to be as funny as it is, but I want one. I want to hang a no, you can't poster, <laughs> but it can't be in my home because it's not the energy I want in my home, but I want to own one. <laughs> Just hang like a banner like outside your apartment so people, so other people can see it. <laughs> like you don't have to I see wish it I could... and have to deal with that, but other people get demotivated. I'd love to hang it up in my office at work. <laughs> But I would be terminated for that. <laughs> you would because somebody would be like applying for a loan and you just be like, read the sign. <laughs> you see that? You see that? Read yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you ain't getting this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Try some more. Oh, else. my goodness. Okay. Let, let's, let's make this more positive, okay? Let's talk about positive pop culture. You know what movie I just recently watched that I am fighting and saying it's the best animated film of all time. What? Shrek 2. <laughs> You're saying it... <laughs> I don't know why I thought it'd be a new movie. You're saying it is the best movie of all time? It is. And it is because of one character and one song from this one character. Mm. And it's the fucking fairy godmother and I Need a Yo. Hero. It's like... I have never, like, I need a hero specifically by the fairy godmother. So it can't be like the original song. It has to be the fairy godmother version. It's like black magic to me. Bro, that scene is, I think, one of the top 10 scenes in cinema history. It is wild. It is absolutely fucking wild to me, bro. Like, they, I, huh, I want to go to war after watching this. I've never. <laughs> It's good. Everything with like the beginning, like the building, the giant gingerbread man, Mongo dying at the gates. God, Mongo. Jesus. Like even Puss in Boots, like finally using his sweet little side in order to stave off some of the guards. Like every everyone knows their role. Like the plan mm -hmm. is executed so flawlessly. Oh, it is. It's, it, it's, it's a masterpiece. Shrek 2 is a fucking masterpiece that does not get the credit it deserves and I'm here to fight and say that is the best animated movie of all times I also think it's one of the rare occasions where a sequel is better than the original yeah like yes you do need the first Shrek to like understand the story of like who these characters are and like why they're together and what's happening but Shrek 2 is phenomenal I say a perfect movie. No notes. Perfect movie. No notes. Yes. Just, oh, uh, it's so well done. And don't get me wrong. I, I have some other, like, animated films that I absolutely love. I will always happily sit down and watch Hercules with someone. Oh, yeah. I'm always down to do Mulan. Like, please bring Anna to it. Please bring Anna to it. I <laughs> <laughs> If I'm walking down the street, you'll just see me like randomly like, <laughs> be doing anytime this. I like I'm singing traffic, with the girls. Anytime I step out of traffic, I think of the grandma with the cricket and there's like all the accidents happening. I was like, they're not going to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, oh my goodness. And I will happily tell people dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. Like, not at, not at work anymore. Got in trouble a little bit because of that. But... <laughs> Not at not at where I currently work, but at the uh, the ice cream shop. I got in trouble because I said that to a customer, and they were like, "Oh, you know, I'm." They said they were um, 
Chinese. And I was like, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's where I got in trouble. Because I'm like, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I can see that. They might have care. taken it a certain way. Whatever. Look, one of my old roommates in college got in trouble because he called our manager the N-word. Look, it happens. It yeah. happens. Actually, someone did it to one of our tellers. Someone did it like last week. They called one of our tellers the N-word. Hard R, bro. And white? it slapped her hand. No, wow. it was a black person. Oh. Damn. We gotta fix black on black crime. Uh, <laughs> uh, I heard your voice just like I uh what can I respond? How do I <laughs> Oh my god. Oh bro, bro, bro. I wish I could tell you more stories. I could tell y'all, the lovely people, more stories about where I work. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to because if I know for a fact my I don't they're not a, I guess corporate corporate definitely does monitor what we do and I know for mm-hmm. a fact that our show has been tagged <laughs> so I'm very careful about what I say or do um, that's why I don't even like say the name of my employer not that it's secret but like uh, I'll say it right now they they care a lot about our uh, our then image then me five dollars and I'll say Choice's workplace on air five that's it <laughs> Bro, you that cheap? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. You know what? That's fair. That That's reminded fair. me when I was... I don't remember if I told you, but before I left the last job, um, when they had... They'd taken me like three weeks to give me start paperwork, which means I didn't get paid until the fourth mm-hmm. week of working there. Like around week two, I was getting mad. And so I was like, every day I go without start paperwork, I'm going to start leaking a line of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was just like tweeting out lines that were in the script for like a solid week and then I got to start work and then got I had to sign an NDA and I was like let me delete this real quick before I just get sued retroactively <laughs> god I love that so much <laughs> yeah I was, just, I was just so mad I was like <laughs> and it was so <laughs> stupid because like and my mentality behind it was um because the person who was sharing the script because we had to for work they had signed an NDA um, but I wouldn't have gotten in trouble because I hadn't signed anything yet technically if they weren't paying me I wasn't employed I was just some man who got the script <laughs> and so that was my whole logic that was as sound as it went um, I mean from a legal standpoint if you hadn't signed an NDA you're not responsible I'm like where's my? what about you violating labor laws hmm yeah, especially if you weren't getting paid. You're not an employee. They just... You want to dance? Let's dance. I got $40 to my name. I'll take on giant redacted TV studio. <laughs> giant redacted. He's <laughs> oh. taking on uh, Quibi. What is, what's the name Quibi. of that streaming platform? Quibi. The Quibi. Uses. Quibi. Yeah, yeah. Quibi. Quibi. Whatever the fuck. Taking on oh, Roku. Shit. I don't know. Roku's Roku's kind of a bigger name now. Well, I don't fair. know if we can use that yet. He was he was uh taking on Rico. <laughs> Rico. Roku's <Rico>. little cousin. <laughs> yes. They're trying to do Rico. smart TVs on the old ones that have still the big box in the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit. But look, hey, at least we have moved on to better jobs. I was reminiscing with my roommate. <laughs> about the time <laughs> I can share this story now although it is a little legal um, that you were staying with me here in Indy and mm-hmm. we were having well every time you stayed here and I was working at the escape room we were always having issues there was always something wrong and so yeah. it always required at least once per trip that you and I had to go to the escape room together Yeah, whether it's waterfalls happening in my lounge <laughs> Um, or in this particular incident, um, there just were not enough staff to cover the rooms that were running oh, yeah. this day. <laughs> and <this>. so, <laughs> I love this story so much because it, it perfectly sums up how we work together, but also our friendship at the same time. So um, I go in because I'm like, hey, I have to run a room. And you're like, all right, that's cool. I'll just like hang out, whatever. And it books up to the point that I have to run a room and we also don't have anyone at check-in. So I'm like, Dakota, 
I need you to run check-in for me. And you're all about this. Like, sure, whatever. Let's roll. I was roll like, I know, I'll help you out. And so I also, while we're in the car, I remember making a statement. It's like, yo, if blank room doesn't book, actually, my NDA has expired. It is a year after I've left the estate. Hell yeah, home. say it. So if art, <laughs> if art doesn't book, it's just like Da Vinci Heights in Columbus. I need you to run this room for me. And you're like, yeah. bro, I got you. So then you were talking about like how you could also do the lounge because you are of age. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. For those who don't know, in Ohio, um, serving alcohol in Ohio is just based on the business. But in Indiana, you have to have a personal license. Um, so the business have the ability to sell the alcohol, but serving it is required on an individual basis. And so you were talking about how you can also help in the lounge serve people drinks and i'm like bro you can't do that because if someone from the atc or alcohol tobacco committee comes in and asks for your license you wouldn't be able to produce one and you're (laughs) you literally look at me and go bro i'll just tell them that i don't even work here (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about that that is a sound defense also (laughs) because what would they do <laughs> what would come after do? me? <laughs> How could they? You'd be like, what? he doesn't work here. I, look, I was running a room. I don't even know this guy. <laughs> it was a great legal. I, okay, now that I remember, I stand by this defense. That is a fantastic legal loophole. Is I, it? Know for that. I think so. <laughs> we just got to play dumb. We just play. It's a prisoner's dilemma. You were in a room. You didn't know I was there. And I don't work there. So. Bang, bang. And then you could just say, like, oh, I'm not going to press charges for trespassing and we're out scot free. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, there's a few times I check in, people ask me things <laughs> and I did say that. I was like, they're like, oh, where is this? I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I will find that out for you. <laughs> I just think you told one person, I was like, today's my first and last day. <laughs> Today's my personal last day. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> listen, desperate times call for... And, I mean, to be fair, you're the person I trust more than anyone else when it comes to working. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I knew things were going to get taken care of properly or you were going to reach out to me if, like, seriously things needed to be handled. That's why I had you there. Because, like, you yeah. like check-in really is your first line of defense when it comes to, like entering the escape room so like you really need someone that you trust out there that's why not all of my employees ever ended up on check-in because if you don't know the rooms or you don't know the company you don't know the philosophy it just doesn't work like it's more than just learning the system of how to hit a button and get people in how you present yourself at check-in is so very important so i knew at the end of the day like i knew you were someone i could trust <laughs> but i also knew there's a risk <laughs> Depending on how bored I got. <laughs> yes, because I know I know how we work. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you said this during season one. It was like, bro, if you give me a list of things that I need to get done, I will follow it and make sure it gets done. But you give me 0.1 seconds of freedom or no instruction. And I'm not liable for what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I will do everything you need me to do. And if then I can't find anything else to do. I'm gonna do what I want. That's it. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Like, Whatever happens, happens. You better keep me busy or get me off the clock. Jesus. Oh my I, gosh. I'm honestly surprised we didn't get in more trouble at the Columbus location. Did we ever get in real trouble? I mean, no. Um, there was the the flamingo. That was so stupid. <laughs> there's no reason to be that mad over to Flamingo. Yeah. I think there's them just trying to flex their muscles and then nothing happened. Well, because I wouldn't sit there and go through all that goddamn tape because no one knew when it happened. <laughs> yeah. No one was going to go through that. Uh, to explain to you lovely folks, we were having a staff meeting. Is this the same one you showed up late for? Uh, Probably. How many staff meetings did I go to? I think you only went to one. I don't think you lasted that long because we didn't have many. Uh, yeah, I definitely showed up late. Okay. Um, so first of all, Dakota is supposed to be like the the spinning star image of like what it means to be in dress code. <laughs> this man shows up late. I was half a whole half hour late. 
whole half an hour late. We, our ownership team is here. So, like, hey, this is looking really me, good on you me. You want to be in dress code? You want to be on time? <laughs> you like the fucking day you showed up in short? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, let me tell that story let's go first. Back. I was I was the dress code image, and then I think two weeks later I showed up in shorts. So, and correct me if I'm wrong. So you had gone to Pride with your yeah. family, yeah. And so someone had packed your bag, and so the dress code at this escape room is all okay. Well, so I lied, the dress code I at the escape in the moment room. to save face. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. No, I get that. I'll come clean three years later. <laughs> so the escape room dress code is all black. It's like a black polo, black dress pants, black dress shoes. And so this dumbass had packed two <laughs> black polos and didn't pack the pants. And so I am I'm managing at the escape room and this dude walks in and he is wearing a black polo and cargo shorts. And he is on, like, the way the rooms are positioned, he's on the room that, like, the moment his shift starts, he has a room that has to run. So I have set this jail for him so that you can immediately, like, get to work on this room. And you walk in and you ask me, do I have a (laughs) pair of pants that I could lend you? Now, if y'all have never seen Dakota and I in person, I am, like, two of him. Like... (laughs) There ain't nothing that I could own that he could fit. I would have been swimming in it no matter what. There's no way I could have pulled it off either. I was just desperate. And so I was like, bro, you're going to have to, because you usually ride your bike to work. Yeah. And so I was like, you're going to have to just run the room because I need you here to run this room because I was running KGB or some shit. Uh, so I was like, so you have to run that jailbreak in those pants and those shorts. And then I'm going to give you my car so you can drive to your home and get what you need to get. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. So two weeks prior to this, we're, it's this whole big ordeal where we need to be in dress code at the staff meeting. And this man shows up 30 minutes late. At least he's in dress code. But at the staff meeting, it is revealed that while our ownership team were doing whatever cleaning or just like kind of general surveillance of the uh, building that they find this weird shrine (laughs) that has been created by some employee and so it is a it is like cloth from our castle room on top of a box with a pink penguin or not penguin a flamingo a pink flamingo it's like one of those little small things where you could put your drink and it's like it floats in the pool so you can put your drink on it and it will like stay while you're in the pool it's that little pink flamingo I think it's also someone's face like taped on this shit for some reason I don't know because I never saw the shrine it was allegedly from what I heard it was a drawing of a (laughs) pie like a like a more personified pie I guess what's the word anthropomorphized I don't know anthropomorphed Anamorph, anthropology, <laughs> person pie, a, a pie with a face and arms. That's what it Inside. was. <laughs> Allegedly, that's what someone told me. So I heard secondhand. Okay, yeah, that's believable. <laughs> and so they they go off on all of us about this pink flamingo thing, and they're basically telling the entire like this is the whole staff. I mean, general manager down to like base level employee. And they're telling us, like, if if someone doesn't step up by, I think it was the end of the day, they were going to go through all of our cameras, find who did this, and whoever did it, they were getting terminated. So I'm genuinely stuck at this point because while I don't know who did it, because they are pretty sure it's one person, and in my head, I was like, I know at least three people in this room who's participated in this. I genuinely don't know who quote unquote did it. I know people who have contributed to it, <laughs> but I don't know how it started or when it started. And I'm like, it is not that serious. So it was hidden behind this closet behind like this heater thing. It was not going to catch on fire. It was not in danger of anything like that, but they were just so upset because 
apparently we were playing around too much and we weren't doing enough work and things weren't clean enough there and all this shit. And I'm just like, you pay us. I think you were $10 an hour. I was $14 yeah. an hour. Um, we don't get paid enough to care. Mm-hmm. Like we're at the job because it's fun. And you really can't afford to lose people that were there. Cause at that point we had a good team. There were some people that irritated the hell out of me that I didn't want to associate with, but like we had a good enough team with people who got work done Yeah, and we couldn't really hire anyone else. Cause everyone we tried hiring just kept fizzling out. So like, don't poke the bear cause you can't afford to lose anyone here. Uh, God, like that job was fun, but it was stressful. And it was unnecessarily stressful. It's an escape room. It's an adult board game. Mm-hmm. I, I got, it, it's basically just games. There's no reason for it to have been as... Yeah. And I'm not saying like it had to be all fun, but like if you're going to pay your employees such a little amount of money, then the only way to keep them there is to keep them happy. Yeah, it's by at least like, being that's a fun what, ownership. Yeah. Like when I got to Indie, that's why I focused so much on like keeping my staff in a positive headspace, making sure they were comfortable mm-hmm. talking to me when they had issues because they got paid fucking ten dollars an hour. When I got there, I laid them off for two and a half months. Like it's not just about oh, you're here because you get a paycheck. Honestly, they could have made more money going to Target. They could go yeah. to Walmart and honestly probably do less work and get paid more. Mm-hmm. But they were there because it's entertaining. Yeah. Like it's fun to sit there and run the rooms. It is. It's fun to serve people drinks and have these wild ass conversations. But we don't pay people enough to like treat it as though like this is your career. You're going to stay here for six, seven years because that's not it's not plausible. It's just it's really not plausible. So, yeah, when I was a manager at the indie location, I focused so much on employee retention. And to be fair, that's why I didn't lose many people. And the people I did lose, I did not mind losing. <laughs> I had a hit list. I had a list of people <laughs> that I wanted gone. And to be fair, COVID took out the majority of them. And I'm so that's very funny. thankful for that. COVID is kind of a blessing, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I can't say that. I say kind of. I'm not saying it 100% is. <laughs> if it was a blessing, we're taking out Perez Hilton. I'm sure they probably got COVID. Let me let me Google this. Did Perez Hilton get COVID? They probably did. I mean, no, most people no. got him. Maybe we shouldn't wish this upon ourselves. We should probably backtrack some of these claims. I mean, no. I'm not worried about getting canceled. I'm worried about the karmic retribution. I mean, no. Fuck it. Karma ain't gonna get me. I'm a bad bitch. Because <laughs> oh I'm a cabbage. Bro, I need you to help me write this Savage remix, but it needs to be about being a cabbage. I don't know why. I think it's the funniest fucking thing in the world, though. What? <laughs> yeah, so it's called I'm a Cabbage. And uh, <laughs> why? I don't know because I think it's so fucking funny because, like, I'm a Savage is like such a badass song. And I was like, so what's the non, like, what is the inverse of being a badass? And my brain went, cabbage. I'm sneezing. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you just going to leave our recording session? You rude ass bitch. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I'm a cabbage. It's like, it is this idea that I have for this ultimate parody song. And I have to, I have to write these lyrics. Uh, and then I'm recording a music video. And I'm going to get big on YouTube off of, there are three things I want to do on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> oh I'm going to write this. I'm a cabbage. I'm going to, there's a song that I recently discovered. It's years old, but I think it's fucking fantastic. But I want to do this gay love story to the song called Polaroid. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. It's mm-hmm. like, I think it's just, it's such a sweet little love story. But I specifically have this, like, I've decided I want to be a director now, but I want to direct music videos. I don't know why. 
but I have all these different ideas and music videos I want to do in my head. But the issue is legally, you can't take other people's music and just do different music videos on YouTube. But I want to do it, man. I want to do it. Um, anyway, yeah, so it's called Polaroid. And the artist is Jonas Blue and Liam Pane. Oh, that's Payne. That's Liam Payne. That's like One Direction Liam Payne. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Liam Pane is my favorite. <laughs> um, and then of course I'm gonna do like six renditions of black magic. So that's the other thing. Yeah, that was a given. I, I that, that was a given. Yeah. 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 I think you totally do it. Just do like fan videos. I well it's just it's the music aspect. Like you can't use their music because of like the content ID. Why not? So it's like, how do I get... uh, I don't own this music. Same way people do, like, lyric music videos. Or, like, people just post lyric videos. It's like, I don't want to post the music, yada, yada, yada. I think the only flag it if it gets too big. And then some people will be like, oh, whatever. But I want to You're probably just going to monetize it. I don't know. But I want money. That's the... Yeah. Why am I doing art if I'm not getting money? Please don't take that seriously, (laughs) y'all. Here you go. You cover the song and then you use your cover I've thought about that um, but that means I need the other guy like in the Polaroid music video I need the other guy to be able to sing I mean I guess I could sing the whole thing by myself and just, just, do, just do a different just do like a funny voice <laughs> like one like one half the song's like really serious and the other half's like I don't know you and like doing a Muppet voice <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a cover of Pretty Girl Rock by Carrie Hilson Oh, good. but when she says rock, every time she says rock, it gets like a key higher. <laughs> so do the pretty girl rock, 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 do the pretty girl rock, rock, rock. <laughs> oh my God. So stupid. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever seen, there's a video of like, uh, cause like a lot of pop songs, it has dumbass repetition like that. So there's a yeah. video of work from home. And so every time they say work, it gets faster. But you know, like in the first, like the first line of the course, like you don't gotta go to work, 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 work. <laughs> it takes off. It is the funniest shit to me. Like stupid shit like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I saw one that was like um, the killers, like Mr. Brightside. Like every time you use a personal pronoun, it goes faster. <laughs> it is like random ass like a word to use. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god or like there's a couple words like anytime they say a word with the letter I in it and it's like oh my god this is gonna be a six second video you know how annoying that <laughs> is to have to like edit too you have to <laughs> and people be dedicated for no fucking reason You're not I mean not no reason it. yeah just for fun for memes yeah I mean I guess if you enjoy it ain't nothing wrong with it I guess live your best life <laughs> I mean that's why this show exists Right? Yeah. We definitely honestly. don't get paid for this shit, but we enjoy it. We rambled for 50 minutes and had to redo our intro three times before <laughs> I had paid for it. And we're going to use all three. That's the best part. Hell yeah. From the start, I can't as soon as wait. that countdown goes down, <laughs> it's live. Honestly, we just leave it all in. Just leave it all so in. We'll fix Whatever it in post, but we don't. <laughs> but we don't. That's the worst part. Like, our running joke is we'll fix it in post, and then we specifically tell our audio editor, like, please just leave all of this in. It's organic. It's so funny because it's so stupid that it's just, it's funny. <laughs> it's so odd. Like, y'all heard me yell, I'm sneezing. <laughs> I'm sneezing. I at least mute myself for the sneeze because I'm kind. You did. Thank you. Although you did stand up during the recording session and I was like, uh, <laughs> are you, are you leaving? Like, I was like, did I, I kinda, did I piss I was, you off? I kind of imagine I just <laughs> didn't even say it. I just like, left halfway. No, you just started standing up and I was like, okay. I was kind of panicking because I was like looking for anything to bl- like, because I knew it was coming. I was like, I want to keep the conversation going, but I want to sneeze into my mic. <laughs> it's like, that's all you see. Lord have mercy. Okay. And with that, that concludes another <laughs> that's how view. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because how else should we end this we're not the podcast where it's like alright and this is your loving final message this is your final farewell this is not the box show where we're going to sing our so long farewell song this was a shit folks. show from start to finish and you're going to listen next week too 
<laughs> it's what we do. But yeah. So with that, thanks so much for listening to 50 minutes of pure nonsense. We've talked about everything from Will Smith to Shrek to YouTube video recordings. Like we we've covered a lot in this episode. And I hope you've enjoyed it. And if not, well then that, I mean thank you for the I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but thank you for listening. You heard how great I am of a worker. And uh Oh yeah. How great I understand the law. Jesus Christ. I'm stressed. So, uh, as always, follow us on social day media at keep it one hundred underscore pod. Pod, that's P O D. Um on Twitter and Instagram. So you can stay up to date and all of our shit. Visit our website, ki100pod.com. And if you're feeling really generous, y'all, on a serious note, if you want to support our show, um, sharing our information on social media is great, but we need the money in order to be able to keep producing the show. So please become a supporter on a listener support page. There's a link in the episode description. If you go to our anchor page and hit that support button, you can literally do 99 cents a month. That's nothing, bro. That's less than y'all's McDonald's coffee. That's enough for you to forget about. Yeah. I mean, any literally every dollar will help support us. We have a lot of new shows, uh, excuse me, new um, series that we're looking to produce. A lot of different content that we're going to be producing, some video related. Um, we're also looking to produce a new podcast that's going to be happening soon. Hopefully, that announcement will be coming out fairly soon. It actually will most likely be getting added to the end of this episode maybe mm. i have to think about it because this will go out oh it's my birthday wish me happy birthday yay oh, yeah. happy birthday <laughs> <laughs> it's recording recording beforehand yes you said, no it's not <laughs> oh yeah happy birthday Chorsi. i knew the whole time this, we're actually recording as you guys listen every episode is a live episode <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, wish me a happy birthday, y'all, and give me your money. That's that's what I want from a birthday yeah, present. Is. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> it's a, it's a goddamn, it's a stick job. No, it's a stick hand job. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yeah. Give a uh, give Chorsi your money and give him a hand job for his birthday. That's our message. Honestly, I take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. Honestly. A $20 bill and a nice BJ does not sound bad. <laughs> Both nice and crisp. <laughs> nice and crispy. Nice and crispy. <laughs> and with that, remember to keep it nasty and keep 100. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsi. We want to welcome to the Keep It 100 family our amazing executive producer, Zachary J. Bailey, and our talented audio editor, Evdoxia Ragu. We would also like to thank our dear, dear friend, Isri Vijay Sundara, for all of her support on our show. Remember to keep it nasty and keep it 100.